This is How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. Where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. What's up, guys? Welcome back to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. My name is John, and I am sitting here with Aaron. Aaron, what's going on, man? Hey, John. Doing good today. Excited to be here in the studio. Now, what do we have on the agenda today? What are we talking about, John? So we got something interesting today. So it's, 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 you know, it's a common thing that we tell young wrestlers that they need to get feedback from people. They need to get critiques. They need to do that and, and you know, to learn. To, and it is a great way to learn and progress and whatnot. And that's what we're going to talk about today. But really what I'm going to talk about today is how you don't need feedback from Everyone, I want to talk about specifically whose information you should value the most when you're looking for critiques on your pro wrestling match. So let's get right into it. So constructive criticism is a great thing, but do you need the opinion of every single person on the roster? The answer is no. But how can you tell whose opinion should matter? So... You know, you want quality advice that can improve your career in pro wrestling, and you need to know exactly who can provide that and exactly how you can spot that person. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about, you know, a few simple ways to find out whose opinion matters the most in the locker room and how to approach them to get the most valuable information. But first, guys, I want you to head on over to Facebook and Instagram. It's super easy. All you got to do is type in at how to Become a Pro Wrestler. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Give our pages a like and a follow. Join us and stay up to date on everything that we do in the future. All right, let's get, if, get after it today. So, the most successful pro wrestlers are the ones who aren't constantly begging for feedback. You're going to notice that as you progress in your pro wrestling career. And if you've been doing it for a while, maybe you find yourself being one of those people. Um, or if you've been doing it for a while and you don't think that you're progressing, you might start to look at who you're getting your feedback from. So the most successful people, I'm telling you right now, guys, are ones who are not begging other people for feedback. So pay close attention to those people that you consider to be high performing. You know, Do they constantly ask for critiques from every single person they encounter? Because I'm here to tell you the answer is probably no. And the reason is that high-performing and confident wrestlers recognize that there is feedback present in almost every single experience that they have in the locker room, whether they're asking for it or not. They're not actively seeking it because they're always receiving it. They're taking it. Even if people aren't necessarily thinking they're offering them that information, they're still being able to absorb some critique about their matches just based on how people speak to them. So really, what I want, what I want you to understand is I need you to hold... You know, once you get more advanced in your pro wrestling career, and again, look at these people that you see in the locker room that you, you deem, you know, the veterans or whatnot, the locker room leaders, which we've talked about in the past. They're holding strict boundaries around who can give them feedback and on what topics, okay? So you may seek feedback from a certain individual on your promos, but a completely different person on your actual match. So this way of managing your feedback makes the critiques that you actually seek that you're wanting highly valuable so guys don't forget before i head on you can subscribe to us on itunes and spotify and any other place that you download your podcasts for free right give us a subscription because it helps us tremendously especially if you leave a five-star review now 
Before we discuss who you need to get feedback from, let's talk about when and what type of feedback you actually need. When you seek feedback, its purpose should be for growth, not reassurance. All right, you're not a child who needs a patting on the back or a pat on the head or whatever. Oh, you're doing great, kid. No, you're looking to grow. You really wanna know what you can improve on and what you're doing really well that maybe you can focus harder on. So if you're confident in your performance, you won't need constant validation. Seeking a pat on the back from every single person is just you stroking your own ego. And I'm telling you right now, that's a red flag. If you're looking at somebody who constantly does that in a locker room, just looks to get their ego stroked, probably not a person that can give you super valuable information. All right. So how do you spot these important fountains of feedback? First, I want you to keep in mind that like anything else, it can take time, right? This is not some skill that you're going to learn overnight or even from just listening to this podcast. Okay. I'm just trying to help you start to spot the signs. But this is something that's gonna take time you know, to be able to determine whose feedback is valuable. And you're gonna, you're gonna need some practice to get that down, just like anything else. The obvious people are probably the ones in charge. Okay, because remember, ultimately, you are a paid, perform- a paid performer who has been hired for a specific reason. You got a job, right? You got a boss. So you wanna keep that boss happy. You got to keep the boss happy, but that doesn't mean his opinion is the only one that matters. But I do want you to keep that in mind. You're being paid to do something, right? Hopefully you're being paid to do something. So what that person wants, the person who hired you, is pretty valuable. And his feedback is going to be valuable. Now, you can take a look around the locker room. Let's start to think about who are the other people you need to seek out for advice. Who are people... You know, you should never approach for advice. I want you to be able to tell both of those people apart. That way, you know, like, ah, you know, I don't need to approach this person. And when they offer me something, maybe it's not the most super valuable information. You just take it, follow it away, do what you will with it. And then there are certain people that you're going to notice, man, everybody's getting advice from this person. Um, you know, he's, his, he's a locker room leader from all the reasons that we've discussed in podcasts in the, in the back and whatnot. So this is something Aaron and I talked about in the last episode, actually. I want you to watch the entire show, okay? So that's very, very important. Even if you're in the very first match of the night, I want you in the locker room, not playing on your phone. I want you watching the entire show. So like I said, this is something that we mentioned in the last episode, but watching the entire show and seeing every single roster member perform is going to open your eyes to who can probably give you the best, you know, quality feedback on your performance If they're a darn good performer in the ring, that's somebody who I wouldn't mind hearing the opinion of. You know, if they're a great performer, if they're a great talker on the microphone in their promos, that's somebody I'm gonna I'm gonna value their feedback a little bit more than somebody who, say, went out there and didn't do a great job. And if it's somebody that goes so every place is different, okay? I've been everywhere that that, you know, the different varieties you can imagine where the champion is somebody's kid or best friend, and they might not be the best performer. I'm sorry to say that, but it, it might not be. So just because somebody is a champion or whatnot, that doesn't mean, oh, they must be the best. I need to get their opinion. Watch them, guys. I want you to actually take inventory of what they do in the ring. Take a look and decide for yourself. Is their information going to be quality? Now, be humble about it, but it's something you can actually watch and keep to yourself. I'm not saying you need to watch it and be like, oh, that guy sucks out loud. You, you tell yourself that information, okay? And you decide whether or not their info is going to be quality. Now, when you're doing this, when you're seeking feedback from people, I want you to have a growth mindset, all right? I want you to approach people with a growth mindset in play, all right? So failure 
is an opportunity to learn, as is success. So what's failure in pro wrestling, right? You go out there and you have a bad match. That would be considered failure. I'm not talking about winning and losing. We know the drill with pro wrestling as far as that's concerned. I'm talking about actually having a bad performance. Maybe if, maybe even it's not just a bad match. In general, maybe you just had a slip up here or there. You slipped off the top rope. You know, nobody's hurt, but it looked goofy. It's going to happen, guys. It's going to happen to the most all of us because if you're having enough matches, it's bound to happen. All right? It does. And that's okay. Failure is an opportunity to learn. You know, and so is success, by the way. So winning constantly, having perfect matches all the time. Guys, I want you to stay humble, okay? Because just because you have great matches all the time doesn't mean that you should throw that around. All right? I want you to actually recognize that now you're learning even in success, even in having these great matches. You can still take away exactly what it is that allowed you to have these great matches, your great training, your great effort and listening, your great you know, feedback that you're getting from the right people. So when you're going into these situations, not only is failure and success an opportunity, but I want you to think, I can learn anything, right? I, can, I suck at promos, okay? But I can learn how to be better. Mm-hmm. Maybe I won't ever become as great as this guy, but I can darn sure try. I can do my absolute best. Maybe I'm super skilled at promos. I got the gift of gab. I can talk like nobody's business. It comes to me naturally. But when it comes to, you know, technical wrestling inside the ring, I'm not the greatest. But I can learn. Don't discourage yourself. I've seen a lot of people give up on their dream of becoming a pro wrestler just because they couldn't get a firm grasp on one or another. All right? We talked about this in one of our very original episodes, the top five things that you need to learn to make success as a pro wrestler. you got to get a grasp on all of them in one way or another. But you can laser focus on the ones that you're extremely good at and use those. So one of the things that Paul Heyman with ECW used to always talk about was accentuating the positives and hiding the negatives. Mm-hmm. All right. So if you're bad at promos, do as much as you need to do to get by. But don't ever go out there and be like, oh, I'm bad at promos, so I'm going to make this the focus tonight. I'm just going to talk more. I mean, why would you do that? It's common sense. All right. Let your wrestling stand out a little bit more. I'm, again, I'm not giving you freedom to neglect anything that you're bad at. But I want you to go into it knowing I can learn anything and I can accentuate the positives when I need to. So um, think about this when you're having a growth mindset. Challenges are amazing for helping me grow. So don't be afraid. I'm going to talk about this in a future episode, uh, probably the next episode, actually. I went to a seminar recently, and uh, I won't get super deep into it right now because, like I said, I'm going to do an episode on that. But... um, I was so, you know, interested, I guess is the word, when the person leading the seminar would say, can I get two guys in the ring? And there's 16 guys around the ring and nobody lifts their hand in the air. Nobody slides in. Nobody at all. And truth be told, because you may be asking yourself, why didn't I? Well, I mean, the reason is because I was the most experienced guy there and I wasn't going to get a lot to take away from the in-ring stuff. Um, but uh, there's a lot of guys that were in their first, second year there. And I know that it's scary, okay? I understand that it's scary to put yourself out there. But remember, challenges are amazing for helping you grow. You want to be in the ring with people that are better than you. You want to be coached on promos by people who are better than you. If, if they're not better than you, what can they teach you? You know, they've already been there. They've already had the challenges that you've done, and now you're going to get to learn from them. So remember that anything that you do out there, you need to challenge yourself, all right? Challenge yourself to go out there and perform 
even when you think you can't. Even if, if, if you think, man, this guy is so much better than me. He's a, he's a 10-year veteran, and I just started. That's the guy you want to learn from, yeah. okay? That's who you want to get in there with. That goes for the, the gym, the ring. The challenges are amazing, okay? They're going to help you grow, I promise you. So think about this as well. Your effort and your attitude is going to determine your growth. And that goes back to what I was talking about earlier with staying humble, okay? Even if you're going out there and you're crushing it, you're killing it, you're having phenomenal matches and, and solid promos as well, don't let that go to your head so much that you don't realize, hey, you worked hard to get this, right? You, you, of course you're good because you, you trained hard to get that. That's a good thing, and you need to pass that on to people that are coming up beneath you and whatnot, let them know, hey, you gotta work hard to get this. And I'm still learning to this day, even myself. I've been wrestling for, it was crazy. Like the, the, the guy at the seminar asked people how long they had been wrestling and I had to sit there and calculate it. And I was like, wow, I started like 14 years ago. That's nuts. I took a three year break because of injury really, but like it was still nuts to think, wow, it's 14 years. That's crazy to think about. So of course, you should be qualified to, to be good in certain areas if you've put that much time yeah. into something. If you've actually been training hard, then you should be qualified. So never let that, you know, never let that pass. Share that information with people coming up below you. Don't ever try to hide the fact and just act like you're the best in the world just, just for no reason other than you're just talented. Maybe you are talented, and that's awesome. But your attitude goes a long way to determine your growth. You know, if you become the guy that no one wants to talk to, no one wants to teach or help or anything at all because you're arrogant, that's not the guy you want to be because you want to continuously grow. I mean, who, who listening to this podcast right now can say, I make too much money doing wrestling right now and I don't need to make any more money. I don't need to get any better. I don't need to grow beyond my means right now. I don't need nobody. I, I guarantee you there's no one listening to this podcast that's like, yeah, I make enough money as a wrestler. I don't need any more. Come on, guys. We're trying to make a living doing this. I don't want you to just exist. It's okay if you want to have fun and wrestle as well, but I'm here on this podcast. Aaron and I are here to help you earn money, okay? We want you to make a living doing the thing that you love. All right. So quality feedback is, is constructive. That's another thought with a growth mindset. All right. So what that means is if the only feedback you can get from someone is, man, that really sucked. You shouldn't do that anymore. I didn't like that. You have to think about... You know, you take that, you file it away, and you do with it what you will. But where was that coming from? Was that coming from jealousy? Did you actually do decent? Did you think you did decent and the person told you it sucked? Did you actually have a bad match out there? And the only feedback he could give you was, wow, you had a bad match out there. Yeah. That's not very quality feedback. That's not constructive at all. Why was the match bad and what could you have done to make it better? Maybe you have some ideas coming to the back. Hindsight is amazing in wrestling. I used to kill myself with hindsight because I would come back and I'd think of a million things that I could have done better, and that's always gonna be the case. But if somebody offers you nothing more than negativity and they don't offer you any reasoning behind it, that's probably not very constructive feedback, not quality, not something you need to really take into account. Again, be humble, don't stress over it, just file it away, be done with it, move on to somebody whose feedback is quality and is constructive. Yeah, John, I was taking notes mm -hmm. earlier when you're writing, and one yeah. of the things I wrote was negative people without yeah. suggestions. Yeah. So if they're just negative all the time, and, yes. and you'll get that in any any industry right. where they just critique, critique, but mm -hmm. they really don't have a solution they for don't you. Offer anything, yeah. Man, that that's where you can trust your gut and you can say, yeah, I'm not, uh, you know, I don't think this guy's quite valid. I don't need to let internalize it because I, right. when I was doing training, mm -hmm. if someone criticized the way I was training yeah. or coaching, man, it would eat on me, and right. it was hard for me sometimes to say, man, why am I listening to this guy? Yeah. And you know, and, and get over yep. it. So 
No, you're absolutely right. That, that goes with a lot of things in life and especially in, in wrestling here. Like, absolutely. Don't internalize that. Don't, don't focus too hard on it. Just remember, you want constructive and quality feedback. So now remember this. I'm going to harp back to this a lot, guys, because it's super, super important. The success of other people should inspire you. All right. So I look around. I see a lot of guys that I wrestled with in the last two years doing some amazing things. Barrett Brown is on New Japan Pro Wrestling. Like, that's absolutely amazing. Fuego Del Sol is signed to AEW. That's absolutely amazing. These are guys that I've been in the ring with over the last two years. That makes me so freaking happy, guys. I, I can't believe because they deserve it because they're hard workers and they're, they're, they're out there making a living doing the thing that they love, and their success absolutely inspires me because it makes me look around and go, man, these guys came from here. They came from the same state that I'm in or the state next door to me, the state that I went to college in. Like, That's amazing to me, and uh, it really inspires me to want to continue to help guys and do things like this podcast and the things that we do at How to Become a Pro Wrestler to help people find that success on their own. So when you look around and you see, maybe you see your, your friend, maybe your buddy is doing better than you, you know, for what, whatever that might mean, getting more bookings, getting more money, or maybe he's the champion and you're not and you want to be the champion. Don't get jealous, guys. Don't worry about that. Focus on yourself. Ask for feedback, maybe, you know, from someone and progress from there. It's okay to let the success of other people inspire you and make you want to get there yourself. Don't, don't, don't let those negative thoughts and those dark thoughts and, and jealousy you know, sit in your mind and occupy that much of your mind. So let that inspire you guys. When people around you get better, you get better. Yeah, exactly. Man, if you have that circle of people mm-hmm. that are all succeeding, yeah. it just breeds success. Right. And you can use those guys that maybe are a few years ahead of you as mentors. Mm-hmm. And if you can get a collection of, you know, three, four mentors that are ahead of you that Absolutely. you're being able to know they're qualified and being able to give you feedback on your matches, right. And before long, you're going to be the guy that the younger guys are Absolutely. talking to to be able to get that feedback. It's amazing, and I, and I, I love it. Like, there's, there's a handful of guys that I – they're my go-to guys. If I ever yep. need some info, if I ever need some wisdom or something, I'll go to these guys. And they, they were the guys that were, you know, kind of running the locker room when I came into the field. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? They were, they were the guys that, that I looked up to originally, and I still value their information. Even if they would probably tell you, oh, John's way better than me. And that's, that's, that's seriously, these are guys that I look up to that taught me so, so much. And they will probably look at you and say, oh, John's quite a bit better than me. And he's earned way more money or gotten way more successful than I have in wrestling. And I love them and appreciate them for saying that or acknowledging that or whatever. But they are still the guys that I go to when I'm looking for wisdom or whatnot, because they're so, 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 you know, inspirational, such positive guys and all they want to do is help you. And, you know, my success inspires them. And, you know, their wisdom inspires me. It's a great thing yeah. to have. So just positivity all around. Um, the last point here that I've got for you guys is I am going to try new things. That's a very important part of a growth mindset that we touched on briefly just a while ago. But I want you to try new things. And what I mean by new things is I've always wore boots and now I'm going to wear kick pads. I've always... You know, uh, I've always just let my wrestling speak for me. I've never done promos, but now I'm going to try promos or vice versa. I've, I've only wrestled in, in Kansas, but now I'm going to go wrestle in, uh, in Texas. You know what yeah. I mean? I want you to try new things, guys. Reach out to new bookers. Reach out to new people, new promoters. Reach out to other wrestlers and ask questions. You need to try new things. You can't just exist in one place, occupy one space, you know, essentially becoming... A 
a big fish in a little pond, I guess you could you could call it. You need to get out there and try new things. If you're looking to make a living in pro wrestling, yeah. if you're looking to really make some waves and really succeed in pro wrestling, I want you to encourage yourself to try new things, even if it's as small as like a, a wardrobe change. That that might be your first step, and then after that, maybe it's like, well, I'm going to try a whole gimmick change. I'm going to, yeah. you know what? I'm not making any money. I've been doing this for a few years, and I'm not having a ton of success and whatnot. But I've had this idea in the back of my mind, but I'm scared to try it. Mm-hmm. Let's give it a try. Search out for these people in the locker room that I talked about today that maybe you can get inspired by. Maybe you can get some quality feedback from. Ask them how they feel about it. And if you found the right people, they're going to give you some really valuable information. And maybe they can lead you in a direction that will start earning you that money as a pro wrestler. You know, John, I, that last comment mm-hmm. just kind of brought something to mind, which yeah. is sometimes you do have to just do a 180. You have right. to flip, flip things just mm-hmm. completely around. Um, I've done this in my career when I started training. Mm-hmm. I was training people by the book, kind of what I learned in right. school. And then it wasn't working. So I started doing the opposite. Yeah, yeah. And it started working. It was crazy. Yeah. Uh, but things started working. When I opened up my first gym, mm-hmm. I was kind of frustrated with the uh, gym industry. Right. So I decided to do things backwards. I just took all mm-hmm. the just backwards yeah, the yeah, way yeah. it was. And it worked. Right. It's amazing. So sometimes those things you're doing, if you flip it 180, mm-hmm. man, it'll work. And if it doesn't, hey, you know, you tried it. You tried, not, yeah. Now you know where to go. You tried it and you know. Yeah, and you're, but you're absolutely right. I've had so many, you know, epiphanies as far as like strength training and, and the injury prevention and whatnot that I've, I've come to. Like, like uh, I, remember, I remember sitting there and thinking like, man, this particular move in the gym, like I love it. It makes my back feel really good. I used to have a lot of back pain. This move makes me feel really good. And then I'm like, I'm hesitant to ever like try to teach somebody else the move because I'm like, well, no back injury prevention manual that I've ever read has ever taught this move. I can't be the person that discovered this. Right. But I'm like, but it makes me feel so good. So why shouldn't I pass this mm-hmm. on to other people? And then I pass it on to other people and all of a sudden they feel really good. And I'm like, I gotta stop doing that. I gotta like, if I trust something because it worked like for me or a client or my own body, yeah. I pass this on. So that's just another way to think about it, guys. You know, you're, you're always trying new things. Maybe you are the person that discovered something, or maybe you're just someone who tweaked it in the right way that it started to work. You never know unless you try. Yeah, and it makes me wonder what kind of got, like, gimmicks at work mm-hmm. that people were telling them, no, man, that's yeah. not going to work, or you can't do that, right. that one, you know, and actually stuck. Right. Um, what's, I can't remember his name. It was the, uh, the superhero character. Uh, oh, yeah, like right. uh, um, Shane Helms or whatever. Uh, yeah, Hurricane Helms. Hurricane yeah. Helms, mm-hmm. yeah. I was like... I remember when that came mm-hmm. out, and it was kind of just silly at the beginning, yeah. but it stuck and it worked. And yeah, uh, love the character. A, a lot of people say the same thing about Gold Dust. Like the yeah. character Gold Dust was never really intended to be any type of main event performer or longevity performer. Um, and you know, he's you know, as far as the WWE was concerned, he's made it to this you know this era. You know, he's at AEW now, but um, doing something similar, but still existing in pro wrestling. Um, Kane was the same thing. Mm-hmm. Undertaker was, and if you look at that era, you can really tell, but like Undertaker was um, just being fed opponents Mm -hmm. and they would just give them crazy gimmicks to kind of combat the Undertaker and he would beat them and they would never return. And Kane was kind of meant to be the same thing and Kane, you know, is in the Hall of Fame now. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's it's amazing. You never know until you try and when you try and you know, this is, I mean, this is, this is a, this is on topic, I would say, because I think we've, we've, well, I know that we've spoken about this in the past, well, it's been a while, but a promoter might ask you to try something, and it may be 
not your cup of tea. Like maybe you have a set character, or you know, you think you do at least, but you're still fairly new, and you go to a promotion. And he's like, I got to tell you, man, I really don't need a uh, whatever you might be. I don't need a biker. Like I need a this. And you're like, well, I can't do that. I'm a biker. Well, man, maybe you should give it a try. If it's in a totally different area, yeah. away from your regular fan base, if that's a thing, um, give it a try. You never know. And here's the thing. When you do it, if you put a lot of effort into it and you make it decent and the promoter likes it and the crowd likes it, you may find something brand new. Yeah. So never be afraid to try these new things. Well, and if you do try something new, you get more feedback. And you Absolutely. get different feedback than you were getting yep. from what you were doing before. And then you can mesh all of that together to come up with, you know, whatever you need to fix or what you need to change, right. whether that be in the ring or the promos mm -hmm. or the gimmick or, you know, how you interacted with the crowd, whatever it may be. And you never know when that light bulb moment's going to come. You know, it, it may be there. That may be the feedback that you needed after all. Mm -hmm. But speaking of feedback, guys, head on over to Facebook. Join our private Facebook group, How to Become a Pro Wrestler. Just type it into the search bar. You'll find us. Just join that group. Answer the questions you will be in where you can get feedback back from myself, from Aaron, and from all your peers within that group. You'll stay up to date on everything that we do, and you'll have as much close personal contact with us as you can possibly get. So that's a great community for you to have right there where you can get some feedback, quality constructive feedback from people. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you learned some cool stuff. I enjoyed talking about it. So thanks for listening to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast, where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. And don't wait for your opportunity, guys. Take it.